0: This episode of the Informed Pregnancy Podcast contains important but mature content that may not be suitable for young children. Listener discretion is advised. Yo,
1: I don't think we should talk about this. Come on, why not? Jeez, by night I can barely stand. I don't look that great, you know. Yo, that's a part of our life. Come on.
0: Let's talk, talk about sex and
1: babies Let's talk about, about you and me Let's talk, talk about all the good things And the bad things, bad things that may be Let's talk about, about sex Let's not forget sex Let's talk about sex Let's talk about let's sex, let's talk about let's about
2: sex.
0: Welcome to the Informed Pregnancy and Parenting Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Elliot Berlin, and I'm joined by our co-hosts of the day, Kira Soltanovich. Kira is a hilariously entertaining comedian, writer, actor, and producer, and a two-time reproducer. Isn't that <laughs> <I> true? <can't laughs>
1: let that one just slide. <laughs> you gotta run these by me first.
0: Sorry. Um, <laughs> edit. Kira has a one-hour stand-up comedy special on Amazon called You Did This to Me. Which was shot during her third trimester. She did season one of *Win Sanity*, and she has a popular parenting podcast of her own called *The Kira Soltanovich Show*. Welcome back to the podcast. You thank you, Dr.
1: Berlin, and thank you for letting me interrupt your intro several times. No, of course. You know I can't. That's why be I brought quiet. you back. Yeah,
0: Nicole Sessions, you've been on our podcast before as well. You're a wife, mother, birth worker, and artist. In addition to being a writer and actress. By the way, I notice you you're an actress and not an actor. Yeah. Is that a conscious choice?
3: Absolutely.
0: You're an actress. Yes. uh, But you also are certified as a birth doula, Reiki practitioner, yoga instructor, and hypnobirthing childbirth educator. You're currently finishing your first year as an herbalism apprentice, and you and your husband have an online business selling vaginal steam stools and herbal steaming blends
3: that's correct
0: welcome back to the podcast thank
3: you this chemistry is
0: all gonna work great (laughs)
3: because
0: today we are talking about sex and our guest is bianca white a certified sex coach specializing in love intimacy and relationships welcome to the podcast hello i have a question for you what is a sex coach
2: a sex coach well, that's a pretty loaded question.
0: What do people think a sex coach is?
2: Well, most yeah, that's probably. The <laughs> Wait, are you that? there
1: during sex?
2: <laughs> I do like, not watch people have sex. Oh, okay. but I do recommend instructional videos sometimes about with people having sex. It'd be great. If she's like a like, it, like a third base
1: coach, you know, where they're giving like signals. <laughs> yeah, right there. Third well, base you, coach. Yeah, so, like, that's <laughs> Did way. you choose third around. base? She's touching her <laughs> shoulders and the brim of her hat and yeah. doing like this. To like, so the left. Yeah,
2: it's similar. It's similar. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I like it. It's funny that sense. here says,
0: because immediately when I heard the term sex coach, I was thinking about all my coaches in my life, like yeah. my wrestling coach and my basketball coach. And they just, you know, they drive skills over and over and over again. And and then, they're, you know, they're standing on the sidelines being like, inside roll, half Nelson. No, but, for sure. You know, I mean, that's what that's we call
2: and they say, you know, what is coaching? How is it different than therapy? Um, Most of whatever I tell them has to do with the fact that like I have to dispel the myth of like, you know, you're calling a sex coach, you're not calling a sex therapist. A sex therapist basically deals with like your issues with regards to the past, like why you are the way you are today. Versus a sex coach, which will say, well, what's your goal? Where do you want to get to? So like traditionally, like a regular sports coach would be like, well, this is what you want to do. We want to win the game. So these are the things that we're going to do to win the game. These are the plays. And then I'm here to kind of coach you on. So that's kind of basically my role. I mean, I just kind of go, "Okay, if you want to have better intimacy, these are the things that we're going to do to try to achieve that. And then we just check in, you know, weekly, bi-monthly, just uh." With an
0: individual? Or Say with that a, again? Do, are you working with an individual? Are you working with a couple?
2: Typically, I work individually, but I also do work with couples as well.
0: Which either individual?
2: With either. Hmm. Okay, I'm either. saying you can
0: work with. It, it's not just working with the woman or working with the man in a heterosexual
2: relationship. It's um, I, I work with whoever calls, really, <laughs> whoever rings the phone.
0: <laughs> okay, so anybody. Yeah. But more often, one person. In a relationship. And sometimes the couple.
1: Yeah. hmm I can totally relate to this because I remember I had a... Um Cross country coach in high school who wanted to have sex with me. Oh, so, this is it makes sense. sense. That's a yeah. Type yeah. It was of different. Sex coach. Oh, okay. I'm yeah. so sorry. I'm going to need more coach, information. Coach with the sex.
0: That's yeah. more yeah. like coach sex. sex coach, right? coach sex, which okay. is totally different. <laughs> so sorry.
1: English sex is my second language. language. Cross yeah. country,
0: huh? Oh. Yeah, I did cross country. That's endurance. <laughs>
1: it is. <laughs> so I have a question about a sex coach. Yes. um You know, so let's say a couple is having trouble, right? Mm -hmm. Like because they've lost the intimacy uh, after, you know, the kids and even vaginal steaming is not helping, which I don't even know what that is yet, (laughs) but I just feel like maybe, you know, they got the stool and um, it's not. So what if they have two different ideas of what they want their sex life to be?
2: That's more often what I get is most uh, most people I think that I see – are usually one person desires sex more than the other person. And so it's usually about bridging that gap, kind of coming to the middle ground of like, you know, listen, my husband wants sex all the time and I don't really want to have sex all the time. And that's generally more often than not. You know, like the general consensus of people in general is that men require Mm -hmm. sex more and that women don't really want sex as much, especially if you bring in like pregnancy and and children. right? Taking care of the children kind of causes a little bit of like a deficit in terms of like time and energy and the tension and stuff so usually after pregnancy if we're dealing with children then um a lot of times you know we have to suggest kind of you know amping up the intimacy you know, right
1: i think also like it it's your your time is limited yeah but also just the time to like get to the waxing lady
2: that,
0: that's <laughs> a
1: huge one for sure. me but like time okay the kids and the dinner and if the bath and
0: all, could all could that you're still waxing
1: <laughs> no, I mean I have two kids and I'm married. That's
3: what I'm saying. I, that's like, right. I went that's... out the door once I got married. It almost I'm seems sorry. like if you could multitask <laughs> and just have marriage? sex with the <laughs> waxing
0: lady. Why? While...
3: Right? <laughs> have sex with the waxing lady.
1: You're and already just there. Kill two birds with one, right. one strip. That's easier. why you're a doctor. Yeah.
0: Um. You yeah, know. That's why they pay me the big bucks. Um. How How do you become a sex coach?
2: Um.
0: What is I mean, the training like?
2: That's been a journey. Um. So. Sex coaching is a certification, so it's technically not like years and years and years and years of studying at a traditional college. Most people don't offer sex coaching degrees, but there are programs that do. So you can become like a life coach, a nutritional coach, or a sex coach from a specific, you know, specified uh, special school. <laughs> okay.
0: A school of sex coachery? Yes. Okay. It's
2: not technically called sex coachery, no. but- I it's,
0: assumed I might have made that up.
2: Yeah. <laughs> It's just sex coaching, okay. but it's. What's the, I'm technically what's the getting, program like? Um, so there's a two year kind of self paced program that I took um, by this woman here in Los Angeles by the name of Dr. Patty Britton, who is basically like the foremost expert on sex coaching, mm. um, and she has a program called the Sex Coach University. Mm. Which kind Great of, name. yeah, it's it, to me, it sounded honestly a little bit hokey when I checked it out. But, um, the company is itself like a really highly reputable company. Um, they're like the foremost sex coaching business, um, in probably the entire world. Um, And that's only because I did do a fair amount of research. um, And in my experience, just having been in the sex coaching industry now for the past few years that like everybody knows Patty and they know that her coaching program is probably like the best.
0: How do you, I mean, at what point did you decide? I think I want, I mean, when people ask you as a kid, what do you want to do when you grow up?
2: No, this isn't my, my my career of of origin. (laughs) Right. Oh, you did something else first. Yeah. I was a costume designer and stylist for like 20 years. Oh, but in that, whole process, I kept saying, you know, like, this is not brain surgery. I'm not curing, you know, childhood cancer. This is just not like, hurry up and go get those shoes. Like, you're going to make me feel good at night.
0: Well, oh, it wasn't fulfilling. No,
2: it just felt like, you know, I'm not helping people. And, you know, make it gave it made me feel like, you know, when people come in and you see their vulnerabilities, you know, them taking off their clothes and putting on other clothes. Cause Which I'd is see, almost the same as your new career. Exactly. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm still telling people to take off their clothes. Right. And put on other clothes. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, but, yeah, you, I mean, you get used to seeing people's insecurities. And it was kind of sad, I think, every day, day in and day out. And i try to help people. You know, I'd be like, well, maybe if you just, like, you know, work it a little bit or, like, you know, stand like this. And just, like, you got to really feel it, you know, and try to coerce mm-hmm. people into feeling better about what clothes they were putting on to kind of, you know, put a good foot out into the world. But so
0: you were, like, a wardrobe therapist. Yes,
2: I was. I started as a wardrobe therapist. Thank and you. And now you're a sex mm-hmm. coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: When did you, I mean, that wasn't fulfilling. When did you stumble across?
2: I started actually fostering children, Mm. and my work schedule was like 20 hour days and it just wasn't conducive to like starting a family. I knew I wanted to do this. Um, it kind of happened sort of just by chance. But I got this opportunity to foster these kids. And I was like, all right, maybe I should just collect unemployment and figure out plan B. And I did. And I, st- I checked out this program. I just kind of just right out the gate, just ran with it. And then over the course of probably four years um, in my studies, which should have taken me two years, right? But I was mm-hmm. studying lots of different things in that whole um, realm. And then um, I came across another program that they offer through a institute in San Francisco called the Institute of the Advanced Study of Human Sexuality, which um, they offer a doctorate program. Oh, wow. And um, you can become f- a along the way. of
0: Human Sexuality?
2: Yeah. Um, and then it's also called Clinical Sexology, Oh. So, yeah. Sounds like something Prince would be kind right? of. Sexology. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Clinical um, sexology. And then also sex counselor. So that's like the, the different designations oh, okay. along the way.
0: Is that sort of like old name B, Gap and Anna Republic?
2: You say that again? Nothing. (laughs) I have a question. I have a question for you. So when people
3: meet you, do they just assume you're like really kinky and multi orgasmic and like you you have the best (laughs) sex? Yeah, I'll get back to you. I'll get back to you, Bianca. That (laughs) Yamoka. It's
0: it's a dead giveaway.
3: It
1: gets ladies
0: hot. We got you covered.
3: Sometimes you wear a little angle. It's like hey. (laughs) It's, sorry go ahead it's
0: a multifaceted tool
3: <laughs> well i just i'm trying to think of like assumptions people make when you you know if you tell people you're a doula they assume you're just like walking around wearing these like flowy skirts and right. like a flower crown yeah, well you did so... have a little placenta on your arm i right. didn't want to say oh, anything I I yeah, yeah. you had a little
1: bit of placenta i was like uh-oh so, Kira ate it yeah i did
0: <laughs> yeah you know, it was delicious i did jerky. i have
3: i placenta have not of jerky.
2: yes all yeah. the time yes and I you're mean, like, I'm a regular person, well, I think the 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 assumption, yeah, is that if you are a sex coach, then you are kinky or, you know, are into BDSM or have, like ropes and chains and, you know, all kinds of stuff in your house. And the reality of that is that I'm constantly dispelling that myth. Because that's, you know, that's huge. Um, because I think the more that people talk about sex and the more people are educated about exactly the different kinds of ways that people can be open about sex, there's less shame around sex. So right when you just mention the word sex, you know, people just all of a sudden assume like the worst, I think, which is like are already very telling, you know. So, um, yeah, I mean, I do have sex toys at home but but they're not like really kinky ones and i call the kind of sex that i have vanilla sex which is usually the kind of sex that most people have normal sex
0: i don't know what flavor my <laughs> and i shouldn't is even that. say normal
2: <laughs> as a sex therapist i mean pistachio. Yeah. i see you like You're, a pistachio I'm, i
0: think cinnamon oh um, that's it's the cinnamon. Yeah. It's a little hot it Hello. sounds very wow. <laughs> 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 let's turn on the air is
1: there a cinnamon flavored ice cream <laughs> it is getting hot in here
0: <laughs> there is cinnamon flavored ice cream and, and cookie butter
3: Cookie butter, speculoos. That sounds. Speculous. Speculous is, Cookie butter. Is sucks. That how, speculum. How do you Speculous, say it? Speculoos. I think. Specula? Speculum. Speculum okay. flavor.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, guys. That's gross. No,
0: it's. Delicious.
1: I don't know if we should continue with this. <laughs> speculum flavored. <laughs>
0: um. All right. These are the questions I get. This is um, when I met you and found out you were sex coach. I thought. I get these questions fairly regularly from our clients, and um, maybe you have some ideas and and, uh, suggestions. Um, Fertility, pregnancy, and postpartum, each one sort of poses um, kind of a, a roadblock to, or change yeah. to the relationship, to the physical relationship, that then sometimes spills over into the relationship as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, In fertility, couples, especially the longer that they're trying to conceive, and the more they go down that medical route, it's almost sort of like at two p.m. she'll be peeing on a stick and get a positive, and she'll call them up, "Come on, get home, get home right now. We got. That. I'm peaking. I'm right. peaking. We got to have sex," which becomes very mechanical mm-hmm. and um, can really. Take away that part of the relationship, and then strain the whole relationship. So, what I mean, what do, what do those couples? How can they prevent slipping down that slippery slope?
2: Yeah, well, also coupled with um, you know, clients that I've had that feel like once they've reached that point of like finally turning the the um, corner and going into in vitro, you know, they're fertility issues or infertility issues become apparent and then they're like you know we're just doing it but like you know i we're, we have to do it and it's it's just so beyond even just being clinical and and mechanical that they feel like it's just um it's not going to work you know they just feel like there's just Failure. no hope yeah they feel like failures that's yeah um, so when so, sex becomes something very negative. Absolutely. Not even just
0: like we have to, but it, it doesn't work for us. Which we're, is, we're broken.
2: Yeah, that's why I think sex coaching is actually super beneficial because when you come to see a sex coach, they can kind of put a new spin on it. You know, And really a lot of the times most of what I end up doing is just pointing out things that – I think that people have maybe forgotten, you know, like, I mean, going back to the whole idea of like having sex, um, you know, once you've already had kids and, and making that time again, you know, we had the time we had. I mean, that at one point, our sex lives were great before children, right? And then you get married and then you kind of forget the husband has less attention. We have less time, energy, all that kind of stuff. We're just, you know, being pulled in so many different directions. So the same is true with fertility and, you know, um, Um, and sex that people end up having kind of these um, lapses in what was creating intimacy for them in the first place. You know, there was, there's an attraction, you know, this physical attraction when you want to have sex with somebody that it's not, um, even if it's for procreation, right, you're still thinking like, oh my God, I really want to have sex with my mate, my lover. And when you couple this with all of those other negative things, then what you have to kind of be reminded of, I think, is what are you attracted to, you know, and those are the things that kind of get have to be incited again, you know, it's like, let's spark those those kinds of things that we can... um, make you excited about your lover about again. You know, so if it's like going on dates or like, you know, helping out your lover do things that might have been super menial tasks around the house or whatever, just to kind of like release the burden and then sparking other things that might be intimate again. You know, like, I mean, some couples need instruction on actually how to be intimate. They might not have ever been intimate in the beginning, which is kind of confusing I think for some people because you're like how did you even get together and stay together then you know like if you never had intimacy in the beginning Mm -hmm. but I think some people don't realize I think that some people are so shut off maybe at the beginning of a relationship that finally when they get into like the real nitty-gritty of something like a year later when you finally gotten to know somebody really well and you're like okay (laughs) now I realize maybe there was just like just a blockade, a complete blockade in my brain about like you know really getting to that point where I was vulnerable, I just did it you know and I just got through it and you know and I didn't want my this person that I really liked to like leave me or whatever, you know or even if you've surpassed that and you've gotten to the point where you're in a relationship and you guys did have that intimacy, it's about, yeah, like cre- recreating that again. So
0: going back to the basics.
2: Pretty much. I mean you have to yeah, and it just depends. Each couple's kind of like a couple by couple basis, you know, mm-hmm. you have to figure out like what will reincite it for them each, you know. I mean, for one couple it might be like um planning sex, not the scheduled sex that you schedule for fertility reasons, um, but scheduled pleasure sex. So it would be like, you know, let's say every Monday night at, you know, nine o'clock after the kids have gone to bed, we light a candle, we burn some incense, we play our favorite music, and we both get dressed up in whatever we're supposed to get dressed up in, whatever the other person desires, and you create that moment of intimacy that'll be really sexy and romantic if that's what does it for you, Um, just. To give an example. Um, and, then, and then you plan on, on getting romantic. You know, I like that. Yeah. That's, that's All right. Well, that's.
1: Okay. That's not how. I have plantar fasciitis in my left foot. And I have to sleep with a boot. Oh, oh no. And my husband wants to have sex with me as I'm wearing a boot. How's does that wow. work out? Do you take it off? I'm sleeping, we're in bed, and I have a boot on, take off the and boot. I'm like,
2: I'm wearing a boot. I sleep with a mouth guard, I have to take out the mouth guard, you know, sometimes I'll find myself kissing him, and I'm like, ah.
0: Oops.
1: <laughs>
2: I'm going to take it out. Yeah, yeah. I, I,
1: and I've never,
2: ever, ever, in 14 years together
1: with my husband, ever denied, if he's ever asked for sex, I'm always like, you know, let's go, let's do it. you know, You're like, game. suit up, yeah. suit up. It's good. This was the first time ever. That I've ever been like, I'm wearing a boot. (laughs) And also, we still share a room with the baby. Oh. Yeah. That's That's tough. That's 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 tough. That's that's totally bad.
0: We are going to take a quick commercial break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. (laughs) Hey, everyone. It's Dr. Berlin. And I want to talk to you about something that is close to my heart, literally. It has a milder taste and smell, perfect for sensitive mamas. Don't wait. Visit thisisneeded.com and use code BERLIN to get 20% off your initial order. Experience the needed difference, consciously crafted for your health and the planet. Okay, let's talk about pregnancy for a minute and how that changes the relationship. Different stages of pregnancy. Obviously, some people get really nauseous, and low energy. Some women at the beginning um, of pregnancy. Se- generally, this is how it seems to go. First trimester, a little bit not feeling great. Second trimester, feeling kind of awesome. And third trimester, not feeling that good again. Is that what was that your experience? Yeah. yeah,
1: I made a big mistake. I was uh, ten days late with my first. And I tried everything that they say, go eat the salad, go bounce on a ball. And and then I made my husband have sex with me. And the look on this poor man's face. (laughs) No, I was enormous. My baby, excuse me, was the first one was about 10 pounds. So that look, I made a mistake. I feel like it was a mistake. I feel like from that moment, (laughs) he hasn't looked at me the same way. (laughs) And I regret making him have sex with me. Did he not want to? He didn't want to. He did not want to. And it was like making a child eat asparagus. Oh. He was just like, Oh God. Like he was angry about it, he was disgusted by it. Oh. I felt really just terrible. No. Oh. I still had to get induced. What a waste. You know? So I feel like uh, if we're going talk about pregnancy and sex, what did I what what can I do now, coach? Right. <laughs> Put me in, coach. I feel good. Put me in. What, are you asking what you should do
2: to induce labor? No, I'm asking <laughs> what I should do to
1: erase that memory from <laughs> his You haven't had sex with them since? No, of course okay, we have. another just, baby. We have another so, baby. So they so had it at least, at least one once. Time. Yeah. Right.
0: Before the boot.
1: <laughs> Before the
0: boot. Um, <laughs>
1: but, uh, you know, I don't know. I feel like it hasn't, it's not the same.
2: So, okay, my biggest thing, I think that it when... I've been with my boyfriend for almost two years. We've been living together for um, quite some time in that relationship. And when we first got together, we did what all people do in relationships, right? You like- 69. Peacock. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry I apologize, I don't want to interrupt, go ahead. Yes, we do. <laughs> but um, no, so we, we display our best self right? Yeah. And we take care of ourselves really well. We get yeah. the waxes, you know, we put on our makeup and we like, you know, work out all the time and shower daily and we shower daily. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So you're, you're really like at the top of your game when you're first dating somebody and eventually, right. You're like, Oh, he loves me. Look, and I've got this great ring. You know, I'm going to get married and, and everything's going to be great. And he's going to love me forever. And then things start to like dip a little bit, you know? And then we kind of like loosen that game a little bit we become loose ourselves like not like you know sexually loose but we become loose like our skin gets a little bit not as tight because we're maybe not like putting as much effort maybe and that kind of I think all those things kind of evolve to maybe what ends up being super comfortable with each other right and when you couple that I think with kids because my my boyfriend and I don't have kids currently we're actually in the process of doing in vitro right now and um, they're I think that since I've been actually my own personal story about like preparing for this whole pregnancy thing is I've been going through hormonal changes and weight gain. And for me, I look in the mirror every so often and I go, I have to like, I have to, especially as a sex coach, right? I have to really walk the walk. I have to be able to do what I'm recommending to my clients. And so I'm very conscious of like, re-examining every so often kind of where I stand within my relationship and that for me is super instrumental because I constantly have to kind of go you know what What do I what am I not doing anymore that I used to do before that was really exciting? You know, so I'm I'm constantly communicating. I mean, that's my big thing with my boyfriend is that I'm like, if you don't tell me what you like or Mm -hmm. what's not okay right now or what's gone away or anything like that, like you have to just be on the same page as me because I need to know what's going on. Well,
1: he communicated. I do not want to have sex with you you are 42 weeks pregnant. Oh, <laughs> right. Then. We communicated then. that. Yeah, yet, he so,
2: communicated, yeah. But you don't really want to erase the memory, right? I mean, it's like you oh, guys it having... Sounds like you kind no, of I I kinda do. No, I kind of do. Yeah.
1: I mean, obviously, I'm wearing a boot and he still wants... It's yeah. fine, but I'm just saying I feel like it's still
2: there. Like, it's still... Sure. Well, I mean, if, if it was about recreating um, intimacy and sexiness, which is what you had, I'm assuming, right, when you guys first got together? I mean, I don't know. I'm an immigrant, so no, I don't really like <laughs> think... The these, boot... These Chin hairs though? ever have sexiness, but go ahead. The I, boot probably should be removed when you are planning to maybe have sex. I was
1: not planning. Right. I was, so, I was wearing
2: a boot. So maybe if you plan on it, right? Like you might you might plan on it, and then that or, way you could just not have the boot on. Well, yes. We're right.
1: having our first – we're going for the first time ever in, excuse me, six years. Um, I have a gig and I'm gonna take him with me, no kids for the first time. Oh wow. Exciting. Ever. Wow. Very cool. Ever. Congratulations. We're gonna go away for That's just exciting. it's just two nights. So I mean, I I mean, I'm gonna do everything. I'm gonna pretend like I'm 19. It's going to be the biggest throwback <laughs> Thursday ever. And I'm going to... Oh, you I mean, know
0: you can do? What?
3: Leave the boot at home? <laughs> yes, yeah. no, no For boot. Actually, days. my yeah. plantar yeah. fasciitis is better. I'm not the, wearing it as
0: much. The steamer.
3: Congratulations. Oh, oh yeah. Good steamer. segue, oh, yeah. Dr. Berlin. Yeah. I was just well thinking. Well done. You what do I do? I will steam anything. <laughs> so <laughs> let me tell you why steaming before sex is great. Okay. So the, the way that steaming works is that you sit over a steaming pot of herbs it just increases lubrication and okay. circulation so okay. that helps with arousal
0: are you right before or a couple days before
3: no like right before so it's like mm. i don't know 8 30 9 o'clock you had your dinner oh honey go do your little thing for a second you steam for 10 15 minutes but you go into the bathroom and you steam i steam in front of my tv But you could steam anywhere. Wait, what is it? Wow. So it's a a wooden stool and it has a hole in the middle. So, you know, imagine what you're seeing right in front of you. And you put a mason jar. With steaming water and herbs, and the steam comes up between your legs, and it goes up inside your vagina.
2: So it's it like the um, Korean spa?
3: They have? Exactly. Okay, yeah. I've yeah. seen those. Have you done it's it? It's the
0: home Korean oh, spa. Wait, I,
3: a Korean spa? Wait, I go to the Korean spa
2: all the time. So oh, they not have all of it at the Korean spa. It. They do?
0: Yeah. You're missing out. Wrong Korean Wh- spa. Where?
2: Yeah. Which one? Not all of mm. them. Like not all of them. Which one? Tell me venues. right now. Well, for sure, the Olympic spot the does not lot.
3: have it. Tell My me. favorite <laughs> is Olympic, but they don't I, have it there. Yeah. Oh, okay. so that's where I go. Where do just they there it then they then? Then. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I, have, no. I don't go to the other ones. Okay. Okay. Maybe Natura. I don't know. I've been to Natura. But anyways, so it helps yeah, with lubrication. Okay. And it helps with circulation. So you okay. have better, well, sex coach, please confirm that also, circulation, circulation helps with yeah. orgasm, right? It's definitely better for how It works the pores your vagina, too. It makes your vagina tighter. Blackheads. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Wackets. You really need to wax. If you but have Jack so if Is right, that a thing, a Jackney. You could do the charcoal mask for your labias. <laughs> um, okay, I'm all for it. I'll do. You know, I tell my husband all the time, if you want to have sex with me, here's what I need. I need you to tell me I can go to the Korean spa, right? And I can go and sit and steam and sauna and scrub, and then I'll come home feeling so amazing. I'll do whatever you want, yeah. whatever. Oh. That's all. I, okay. That's
3: all I need in my
1: life is to be naked with Koreans. So you, that's could do all I need you in my can do it. You can do it
3: at home, but it also makes you very relaxed too. So if you are somebody who gets anxious before sex or like kind of in your head, I feel like that was a very anti-Semitic statement.
1: Um, <laughs> just because I have just regular Jew anxiety. Don't try to mask it in some sort of vaginal steam sentence. All right, I know what you're trying to say. I'm on to you. But yes, I get it. Okay. It was yeah. No, I feel amazed after I steam any part of my body. Right. It's yes. I feel like sex is better. Everything is better. The world is better. I Everyone like just needs steam. to
3: steam. Like i feel that's like steaming steam all day. No, day. that
1: should be like legally, you should have steam to steam because yeah. it opens up the largest organ yeah. of your body yeah. you're talking
0: about your skin right yes okay right. i'm just checking, <laughs> just, <Wow>. checking. Oh.
1: <laughs> just checking no, okay. relax sure. this one over here i'm telling you
0: <laughs> uh so now i'm glad you guys are both here this I is know. a yeah. revelation
1: i'm i'm very
3: happy I'm, i want to get some other pointers for my uh, weekend away <laughs> well that's my i have a question so do people ever just call you like just technical just like purely technical like am like, I doing this right Playbook? yeah like how do I xyz or like yeah. I really can't have an orgasm or I want to have an orgasm like this or for how sure. do I get a great blow job
2: yes so <laughs> there's a 10 year old it's not it's that? yeah <laughs> it's not as weird I think of a question for people to ask those kinds of things but um usually those are not like the the ones that I really can bank on for being like clients. Usually, sh- right. I mean, I get a lot of calls. Any anytime you have like sex in your title, oh. you know, people are calling and they're like, "Listen, this is what I really like to do. I like to take it out," and I and I'm like, "Uh, uh I'm not really sure that this is a good fit." Um- Congressman. <laughs> 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 right. Um. So yeah. So there's a there's a plenty of people who call in, you know, under the guise of saying, you know, like, "Hey, listen, yeah. am I doing this right?" You know, or whatever. And I'm like, uh, "Or how do I?" I just want to have better. And I'm like, "Those are the calls you." That are not the ones that are asking for like help, like mm-hmm. real help, where they're actually asking for like, you know, creating better relationships and right. more intimacy or, yeah. you know, finding love or yeah. whatever. So, yeah, there's not a lot of. Um, you but know, you like-
0: are kind of like a love coach with a fancy title yeah with like a cool title yeah because it's not just it's not <laughs> mechanical sex coach it's like the whole package yeah. love intimacy romance
2: yeah but that's my style that that's kind of you know how I've cultivated sort of the term I guess um what I found is that because sex is, sex is such a loaded word that I had trouble kind of advertising on Facebook and on Instagram anytime you had sex anywhere involved and advertising became an issue and so I was like how do I get creative with this and I was like my specialty any ways is all of these things so maybe if I just like say you know I'm relationship love and intimacy sex coach then you know the sex becomes you a little less sneak through <laughs> <Facebook>. less, <laughs> yeah. less obvious you know yeah. but I am a sex coach trained
0: right and that's a
1: university. Yeah. That's right. That, that's real. Sexology. What's, what's the mascot? What's the mascot of it? <laughs> it's a vulva. The fighting vulva. That's yeah. very nice. Amazing. Wow. <laughs> well, I hope that vulva's steamed because it's going to be better on the field. We steam all our vulvas. Good. Mm-hmm. Good. <laughs>
0: um, so you <laughs> talked about you jumped to 42-week, get this baby out of me sex. But yeah. what about in between, just during pregnancy in general?
2: Yeah. So, I mean – my biggest thing, I'm constantly <laughs> reminding couples that sex, even though we all think of sex as being one of those things that's great, just spontaneous, you know, just like take me now, this is it, let's do it, you know, that's so passionate, that's so wonderful. The reality of that is I think when you've been in a long-term relationship, the most important thing is to schedule sex. and as unsexy as that sounds, it's actually like one of the best things ever. Because once you have a really busy schedule, we all have our modern lives, it's like really difficult to kind of ble- uh, bring in that um, practice of having sex, you know? Because yeah. if you take out the practice of like, if you take out like your yoga practice, you know, you just don't do it anymore. You know, you might go, oh, I can't wait to get to that yoga class and you finally do yoga and you're like, oh my god, that felt so great. You're like, I should really do this every week. And in this sex is the same thing, you know? It's the same with waxing, it's the same with getting our nails done or whatever. You know, if you don't do something that you normally do, you get out of practice, and then you ha- it's really hard to bring it back in. So, but I feel regular... like sometimes
0: during pregnancy, uh, women have issues with their bodies as, as they're growing. Sometimes men have issues with yeah. their bodies. They're not as attracted or more attracted, depending on what's so going with, on. Yeah,
2: with regards to, to having sex when you're pregnant, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so... And men
0: are always afraid they're going to hurt the baby. Yeah.
2: Yes, Always. Yeah. Yeah, and Dr. Goldberg
0: always says, you wish you could hurt the baby. <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs> I mean <laughs> the biggest thing for me too. I mean, I got into being a sex coach because I started as a feminist. Um I went to a high school here in Los Angeles, Westlake School for Girls, which is now Harvard-Westlake. Mm. Um and we were a primarily feminist um education. And so um I the story that I tell is that I really got into wondering what it meant to be a normal, healthy Sexually expressed female in society today. I was really wondering, like, what it meant to be female. You know, what it, what all these symbols were like. Post kind of the feminist movement, broad-burner generation of us trying to kind of be living in the society where we were like actually equal to men. You know, we could just wear jeans and t-shirts and just, just be just like men, right? So my exploration of all of that kind of came into, well, actually, it's okay if we just own our womanhood and our sexiness and our attractiveness and really just like stand firmly within that. So To bring it back to sex coaching and where I came to, um, part of my sex coaching belief is that I think that women really have to stand in their sexiness and really um, own their femininity, and part of that means really um, being more sexy. And I don't mean like in your day-to-day life all the time, which if you are, then that's great, but. Being able to be pregnant is kind of like the height of women's fertility, right? It, it exudes this like feminine, beautiful goddess body. And that to me is actually super attractive. So in Western civilization, I think we tend to think that we're getting bigger and fatter and more and attractive when really it's kind of adopting a different perspective and just kind of seeing it as quite the opposite. You know, I mean, you can think very differently about whatever you want to think. Any time of the day, if somebody poses like a new point of view. And that's kind of my role is to be able to kind of reinvent that place for women and and Mm. being able to feel better about, you know,
0: change the paradigm around it.
2: And again, like coming from costuming, it was like I already had that experience, you know, of like helping people kind of have better self esteems around, you know, what they were wearing or how they carried themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Well you don't, have, yeah. You don't nice.
0: have to go to a Korean spa. You get self esteem.
2: esteem. Ah, <laughs> yeah. I think Thank he you.
0: just
3: branded you. Right? Self esteem. You, you need to com. It'll be my Instagram tomorrow. Me. I'll credit you. Thank you.
0: Uh, <clears throat> what about? Uh, I have the because you, you said schedule it. Is there? <laughs> it, it sounds like you said a little too mechanical. But it is sounds it, like it, right? Yeah. But I could see it working. I just is there a, a frequency that's. Recommended
2: depends on the couples. So, um, for I'll just speak specifically about my life. Sure. Um, uh, I I felt like it was important for me to have sex probably three times a week, and that's like an iffy three. You know, so like we don't have any kids right now at the house, so <laughs> it's easy to schedule three times a week, um, but. Most of the time, you know, like if we've had like Mexican food or, you know, some kind of um, gas inducing meal, <laughs> there might be like stomach issues. And so we don't we're not always and we might be tired. We might be too stressed out. We might not be there that night. We might have plans. So we're flexible with those three nights. Mm, but flex we, sex. Yeah, we're yeah. Flex sex. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> flex sex. Program. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> My honey and I have the Flex Pass. But what um, you're saying,
0: it makes sense, though. But if you schedule it and then, you know, opt out once in a while, it's better than not scheduling and only opting in once in yeah, a while. Yeah,
2: and that, that, again, that opens up the lines of communication. We go, okay, listen, we're going to have sex on Sunday nights, Wednesday nights, and then Friday and or Saturday, you know. So we can kind of at least know that those are the days that we kind of, like, avoid Mexican food, you mm-hmm. know, or well, we avoid or we Don't maybe, wear the boot. Exa- and we don't wear the <laughs> boot, right. Right. right?
0: Going up the steamer. But
2: we will definitely be steaming. Right. So yeah, it. Nice. no. I mean, maybe not him.
3: Three times a week. I know. Is it for guys oh too? <laughs> so men can steam. Men can steam. Men can steam. A steam. A steam. You don't want a pee steam. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what do you mean? Like their okay. taint? Yeah. yeah. yeah oh. yes. <gasps> and their perineum. Yes. Pee steam. And their anus. They're steaming their taint. Wonderful. I love that idea. That's hilarious. Maybe one couples my to your clients like play. Kind of. Yeah. All for health wow. and wellness. Now, I, I have a that. question,
1: uh, and I'm all on board, so don't take this the wrong way. So, you know how douching is not actually good for you right. to kind of like put anything foreign and yeah. you know it's, it disturbs the flora. Um, is this have anything to do with that? No, it's different. No, it's different. So, it okay. helps
3: to rebalance the flora. Oh, okay. if you imagine douching, you're actually inserting something into right. the vagina, and then that thing is spraying water. Or yeah vinegar or whatever Oh my gosh! into the vagina so that can upset the, the healthy floor balance kombucha. very well kombucha <laughs> kombucha yeah. if Dr. Brillen shakes the shake a a kombucha shakes and then it was an accident so this is maybe different maybe you could steam with kombucha oh. although no the heat element would kill all of the, all the, the good uh, stuff the good yeah. biotics yeah. the good
0: biotics <laughs> <laughs> that's Love. my term
1: the pre or probiotics so um, that okay that's good to know so yeah. I figured I yeah. just was clearing yeah, that up the full
0: practice is safe steaming
1: Safe steaming.
0: <laughs> right? Isn't that true? Yeah, fair? totally. So many Instagram accounts just we created for you tonight.
3: Right, I know. I need like a paper and pen to just take notes. <laughs> well, luckily, or we're I recording could it. listen to it later. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, I'll send yeah. you the link. Um, how about this? How about after the baby comes? Right? So there's like a period of time. It's a big transition for so many reasons, emotional, you're not sleeping as well, usually eating as well. Um, The relationship often takes a hit. I sort of feel like any relationship between two people is is like trying to climb up a a down escalator. Sure. You know, (laughs) and uh, I think that having a baby speeds up the escalator.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my my biggest thing is for couples that have already had. I mean, that have just had children. A lot of times, there's so much pressure. I think on the female to think I gotta just get my body back and and really be like sexy again. And then and the pain, maybe if they've endured any pain during childbirth, which I know a few have. What yeah. <laughs> tickles. <laughs> um. So yeah, about having a lot of honor for being able to say this is. Kind of maybe like a no-go zone for a little while and just resting because our bodies need to heal. I mean, they're such amazing um, mechanisms that can that can heal us right really fast. So if if you're lucky enough to be able to have a fast healing post-pregnancy time then um, you should be fine to be able to have sex. And, you know, I'm not even sure exactly how long it takes each person or whatever. But when you finally are okay, then you've given yourself enough time to be able to heal. Sure. And then you can have normal sex, you know, because I think that the problem well, comes the, in. Uh,
0: there's a six-week. Well, most midwives and doctors do a six-week post-baby checkup.
2: Right, but if you've had, like, an episiotomy like or, like, you know, anything else, like, there's, like. Just others. that
0: seems like the earliest time. The earliest yeah.
2: time. Yeah. 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 I say
3: that's early. I feel like in my. And I can only speak for my own vagina, but um, I I have two babies. And the first baby, I had a second-degree tear. And I feel like I healed maybe normal to slow. But, like, even once I was healed, there was so much stuff to integrate. Like, there's milk leaking out of my boobs, which are the size of my head or larger, which are (laughs) smacking my husband in the face (laughs) while we're trying to have sex. And I'm not lubricated enough because I'm breastfeeding. Man, it's crazy. I didn't steam. No, you're right. I didn't seem, but there's, there's like, for me, I know that there was a lot to integrate. And then you have this whole idea of what you are as a mother versus who you were before you, a baby came out of you. Absolutely. You were just a woman. And so I had to make sense of what, uh, a mother who has sex is like mm-hmm. as myself versus just my my previous you yeah. So know, then it becomes self. like a
2: reinvention, kind of you know. So like there was a lot are. of work,
3: From physical like, work, yeah, emotional work. But how do
0: you, do you do that together? Yeah, you talk it through. Yeah,
3: I'm like, this is crazy. There's milk all over you right now, to my husband. I mean, like, I just had to say what was going on, and I think that really helped because but did
0: that bother him? The milk? Yeah, I don't
1: think
3: about it. One thing's really was it like a medical issue? He's like, where's the lactate? Uh, yeah. She wants to have sex. Um, and h- how old are your kids? Six. No. Oh, my God. That would be your child. You have a six-year-old. Yes. Five and three. Mm. Five, Five and three. And, three. Yeah. and the age is, see, you have two years. They're so close together. So close. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's so hard to have a baby. I don't it's know how insane. people, yeah. yeah. I mean, I once checked into a hotel room that they hadn't cleaned yet. Uh-oh. And that must Where be Where are you going with this? That must Uh-oh. be what it's like. <laughs> when it's not ready to be checked it's not when the room's not ready yet. It was a late checkout. It's not ready, it's a mess. It's a mess in there.
3: Uh, yeah, cuz we have 4 years difference. Yeah, I think that's kind of like maybe a more ideal spread. Four? Yeah. Well, there's possible 2 there's years pro- apart, but We're well, you're, but you're in the clear now. Like everyone could go into the Kitchen and, like, make a peanut butter sandwich. On their own? Yeah, right? Yeah,
0: but now there's, like, kids running around all the time. Like, uh, those little, the older kids stay up late.
3: How late?
0: Uh, like, 10 o'clock.
3: Oh, that's late. Wait, how know. old are your kids?
0: Uh, 7, 9, 11, and
1: 13. 7, 9, Eleven and thirteen. June
0: first, June seventh, June tenth, and April thirtieth, two thousand four, six eight. Look, and I'm 10. not
3: asking for socials. I don't I'm know just why I'm you guys. Because
0: <laughs> I'm German. I'm That's just saying. Very well engineered.
3: Like most ads are, like um, April. Um, I, I know how much <laughs> they weigh. <laughs> oh.
0: We are going to take a quick commercial break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
1: You know, I have a question for you. May yeah. I ask you? Cause I haven't sure. Turn really, I haven't really spoken to you about your doula experience, mm-hmm. what it's like for you as a man to be a doula.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. You know, I have. Uh, You're
1: the first male doula I've ever heard of. We're a very
0: small group on Facebook. <laughs>
1: There's three. Of course you have a there's group.
3: Steve. I love that you have. Steve.
0: No, no, we don't really Steve, have a group. I'm saying uh, if we oh. did, it would be a small group. <laughs> uh, okay. And you, there's you not, should start the group. And we're all very diverse. Some of us were not porn men. Some of us, uh, you know, it's like there's not a lot of male do less. No. And I know one male lactation consultant and. Um, and, yeah, it, he's a pediatrician, though. It kind okay. of okay. makes, okay. yeah. makes a lot of sense. Okay, that makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. So what for is it me, like for you as a male doula? It's the same progression. Like, I do a lot of body work during pregnancy. We do yeah. massage. We do chiropractic adjustments. We do a lot of labor preparation. And the body work that we do is both mechanically relaxing, tight muscles, releasing them, but also mind-body relaxing. So... The first time I ever went to a birth was because I got called to a home birth for by a midwife. Um, this baby was just stuck for seven hours at seven centimeters, oh my gosh. and they were racking their brains trying to figure out it was posterior, so the skull was against the back of the uh. spine. All of her labor was in the back, and the baby just could not budge through there. And she called me, and I remember because I was in the pet store trying really hard not to buy a pet (laughs) with my family. And uh, she said, I know you can get breech babies to turn sometimes. Can you get a posterior baby? Can you get this baby to rotate its skull off of her spine onto her belly? And I said, I don't know, but I would love to get out of this pet store, so I'm going to come try. And I went there, and I didn't know either. They were filming a documentary, so this is all on film. And... um, I went there and I worked with her for like two to three hours. And she was in that sort of, you know, excited state. like half pain, half pleasure. This state. was
1: in her house. In her house. At seven now, centimeters. At seven centimeters. And and she's laboring for that long. Nobody said maybe you go to a hospital. They were
0: talking about it. And then, okay. and then but they were trying to think like, what else how, can we do? How do
1: they know the baby's not in distress? They monitor
0: the baby at home regularly. And if the baby's showing even... Pink flag signs of distress, they go to the hospital right away.
1: How are they monitoring the baby? The same tool they use in a hospital? Different
0: tool, but they have a handheld tool that listens okay. to the baby's heart okay. rate and they, okay. they check in. depends it just
1: makes me very nervous when I hear that. But go ahead, please continue. Yeah. So you're there. Uh,
0: so I'm there. We do this body work and it's my first time meeting her and she's in this half semi orgasmic state, right? And so I'm just like, hi. Name, I'm trying to get informed consent. My name is Ellie Berlin. I'm a chiropractor. I'm going to do some body work and adjustments with you. Is that okay? And she's just like, oh, hi, Dr. Berlin. I love you. And it's so <laughs> nice to meet you. And I'm like, okay, great. And every time I push into her, she's like, you know, again, like half pain, half pleasure. Um, and then it was about two, I think, two and a half hours of body work. Just really strong, tight back and pelvis. Very athletic woman. And... As we release things, you can feel her whole body opening up. And about two and a half hours in, we just all sort of heard and felt the baby clunk the other way, off her spine. How? And I think, and she just said, "You just, God bless you." You saved oh, my birth. And yeah. from there, she progressed pretty quickly, and uh, and she gave birth. So that story got out. <laughs> And then and I got called. you stayed for the birth.
1: You stayed for I the birth. I left.
0: No, I left. You I left. went back okay. to my family. Okay. And my job was done. Um, but I got called to another birth a couple of weeks later for a very similar thing where what I did didn't end up helping. You know, the baby was stalled and she ended up needing to go to the hospital. She ended up getting an epidural, which helped her relax a lot. And then she also ended up having a vaginal birth. But those stories started to get out. And I was getting called more and more at the last minute with Babies or pregnancies that were stalled or stuck or too much pain, and um, it was working. And then eventually I had a call from this one girl, and she said, Hi, I'm 37 weeks pregnant, and my friend Becky said you came and massaged her for like three hours while she was in labor. I want you to come massage me while I'm in labor. And I was like, Well, Becky's baby was stuck. And she said, Why do I have to wait for my baby to be stuck? <laughs> and I really didn't have a good answer for that. I'm like, I don't have an answer for that, so let's try it. And I went. And it was kind of amazing to not have a problem right? and to do body work on someone who responds really well to body work and just help her stay physically and mechanically relaxed and emotionally relaxed using body work and watch that birth just progress really smoothly. And I did stay to the end of that one because that's what she wanted. And then um, I ended up in a few situations where it got really weird because there was no doula. One in particular, I just got called to this birth center. Baby was stuck for a long time. They had been laboring for almost 30 hours and never met this woman before, never met her partner. The midwife called, she said, please, this is our last hope, is maybe you can get things going again. And I got called in there, and I, uh, the midwife and her assistant were exhausted. They'd been up for so long, she, they didn't even introduce me. They're like, she's in there. Okay. And I go in there, and there's this woman on the bed. Um, it's at a birthing center. She's on the bed, and her her partner husband i don't know what he's like are you berlin
1: um, <laughs> nice you know. to meet oh my you gosh. yeah he goes oh
0: thank god i gotta go get some smokes okay and he <gasps> left and i was there for smokes? hours he never came back No, what are you he was talking like he wasn't my husband he was sort of like baby daddy didn't seem that comfortable being there very exhausted so i walk up to this woman she's sort of in a child's pose on the bed and again, got to give her informed consent. This is what I want to do, why I want to do it, and make sure you're okay with it. But you ever talk and, and you feel like there's nobody listening? Like you're not sure if. Okay, good. You're on the phone, but not sure if you got disconnected or not. That's right. what it felt like, but she was right there. And I, I don't want to start yet because I don't feel a connection and I don't have consent to do yeah. what I need to do. Yeah. Um, and I wait for a minute or two. And it's awkward. Just me and her. Never met her before. Nobody else in there. All of a sudden, she picks up her head and she looks at me um, with like these very green eyes. And she says, and just threw up all over the place. Come on. Oh, yeah. okay. And I'd never been to this birth center Is before. that
1: consent? That, i, <laughs> yeah, sure I exactly. consent? So I called my lawyer right away. <laughs>
0: Uh, And, uh, you know, I had to help her change. You know, i find sheets and change the bedding. It turned out to work really well. It turned out to work really well. But as labor was kicking in more, she was sort of looking back at me like, help me, like coach me, guide me. And I'm like, I just rub stuff and crack things. I don't know. How to help you. And so at that time, I decided I should do doula training because I've been going to all these births. Yeah. And I need more. Sometimes yeah. they're going to need more for me. And my wife was uh, also in, in the birth industry. She's a pre and postnatal psychologist. And we just decided to do it together.
1: <gasps> oh, she did it too. She did it
0: too. We We became a couple of doulas, no pun intended. Oh, my sort. gosh. And, that is um,
1: kind of adorable. adorable I know. Right? My kids know everything. Doulas, yeah. <laughs> a couple <laughs> of <you>. doulas. And, <laughs> you know. I'm going to play that song for
0: her tonight. <laughs>
1: wow. Uh, that is really. You know, that's one of those things where you. It's. It, it makes so much sense. When I heard you were doing it, I thought, yeah. <laughs> that, that's Yes. But also, and not that I have anything against a, a man being in the room, I have a male gynecologist. I prefer male gynecologists. Every female gynecologist I've ever had was very catty with me. Oh. I like male gynecologists because they are there to just do a job and I've never felt any judgment. My first gynecologist in college, San Diego State... Dr. K-U-N-T-S-M-A-N. <laughs> You're lying. I am not lying to you.
0: And it was gynecologist.
1: Gynecologist. college college. I, you. <laughs> I, I love your puns, Dr. Kunzman. I love your puns. It wasn't Dr. Kuntzman. <laughs> he pronounced it well, course Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, of course he did. Um but I prefer male. So I'm not so this isn't judgy at all, but when I heard I'm sort you sort of curious doing who you answer now. <laughs> I know, I was um Hmm. You know, you probably know my gynecologist, uh, Dr. Banuni which oh. also sounds yeah. like a vagina. Yeah, yeah, it is in person. Um, <laughs> it's in person. Um, and uh, I just, when I heard you were doing it, it just made so much sense. Well,
0: thank you. Thank you.
1: It made, s- and I mean, I almost want to have another baby just so you could be my doula. I would be there I'm for you. am never going to have another no. baby. Right. But um, <laughs> I love that you're there because... Wow, I mean, you bring so much it's like a whole different side of what a doula is. My my first doula thumbs down to the ground. Really,
0: after the a terrible induction.
1: experience, terrible experience, uh second doula, different person, great. She was great. But the first doula, I was shaking um I Had a twenty-two hour labor, so hour twenty, With I a was ten
0: pound baby. Yeah,
1: I was just shaking. I was just shaking, and she was like pinning me down. She's like, "Stop shaking!" Wow. Oh, yes, oh, really? I know. Not, not terrible. Okay.
0: No, I don't I remember know. that chapter. Yeah, that's, yeah, that
1: was not, not. I'm sure that's in not in part there. of yeah, your training. Yeah. So that was just such a. Oof. I
0: always shake because I'm. I was in the South for a while. To be polite, I shake too, so they feel. You know, like if somebody <laughs> spills, you're supposed to, I heard this when I was living in Georgia. If somebody spills at your table, you're supposed to spill too. Spill also. So they feel good. It's like But then it's like a shaking. domino. Everybody's spilling.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So polite. So we just shake.
0: So we, we do song parodies uh, while we're in labor. That's what I like to do. What? Like,
1: Give me an example.
0: Um, well, uh, like Weird
2: Al style? Well,
0: just whatever's on her playlist. Let it go, let it go, don't hold on anymore. Oh, that's nice. Let it go, let it go, relax your pelvic floor. I don't care as long as I don't tear. You did this to me. I'm not talking to your mother anymore. Anyway, stuff like that. Oh, my
1: God.
0: It's just fun, just whatever comes up. Yes.
1: Yes. No, you have to. We have a good
0: time. We have a good time. You'd be a great doula, too, because comedy is really helpful.
1: I, if I didn't have to work at night.
0: Yeah. And not, I
1: don't want to ever cancel a gig. I would totally be a doula. But my fear is like, I would have to. You know, I'd have like some amazing set somewhere, and then I get a call. I'm I'm going into labor. And it's like I'm going uh, up on the laugh factory. I have to go tell dick jokes. <laughs> <laughs> so whoopsie daisies, have oh. fun. Um, but I would totally be a doula because I I'm fascinated by that world now that I've gone through it two times, and I know that I could. You know, I don't know all the stuff that you would do, right? I, that's such an extra I, I layer. I find that
0: so much of it has to do with helping someone not be afraid. Right. And so I can do it with body work, but you can do it with comedy. Yes, yes, yes. And yes. it's just when you're, when you're laughing, your body's like, I'm not being chased by a tiger.
1: Right. Yeah. I My husband asked me to turn it off uh, during the second pregnancy. So second pregnancy, no drugs, just all just... You know, and moving around way more because the first one I was induced so I eventually had to get an epidural mm-hmm. and then I told him to turn off the epidural so eventually I felt everything anyway. So it was just such a different labor So, I, but I feel... And nobody strapped you down
0: I, while you were shaking
1: Nobody.
0: which is oh I could God.
1: shake yeah. all I want I could shake shake, shake the baby out shake shake <laughs> right, you all right would do so it. I'm trying to do your parodies it's not working oh, thanks. um but i I feel like I've had both, so I feel like I can be respectful to whatever if you choose epidural, hey, I get it but also like if you don't want to do uh, any drugs, that's great too but during my second uh labor, I was. Trying to make the nurses laugh, and my husband was like, please, just turn it off. And I couldn't turn it off.
0: You couldn't. It's it's what comes out of you. And it probably makes you feel, like, safer.
3: I feel like you bring your own unique flavor to being a doula. And, you know, you're bringing, like, I'm going to make you so relaxed and make your body feel great. And, and everyone brings their own sort of unique thing, so... Yeah, yeah.
0: The, the great th- your first doula might be amazing for someone else. Right, for someone else. You know, for someone, who for, likes to for be someone who's not shaking. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Or not shaking. Yeah. Well, that was part of the conversation I didn't see coming. Um, I would say this. First of all, uh, Bianca, when you talked about changing the paradigm around the growth during pregnancy, that it's not just I'm big and I'm heavy, but I'm I have curves and I you know I'm radiant and I'm you know not everybody peak everybody's, of fertility. Peak of fertility. <laughs> not everybody's going to feel like that, no matter you know yeah. what happens. No, but sure. But uh, I will just say we are organizing a flash mob of third trimester pregnant women. Oh. Hopefully by the time this airs, we'll have the video, and it's all we're we're it's uh, we have a choreographer doing this um, set. This uh, dance choreography to Justin Timberlake's "I'm Bringing Sexy Back." Oh, That's so, so funny. And the whole idea of course, it's oh, to i raise. still
1: look a little pregnant. I'm, Is that yeah, sure, like, come along. I, very I do a fake too. Passing, <laughs> but.
0: You can totally come along. My wife actually, she she insisted on getting pregnant again before I lost all the baby weight from the first baby. So I'm still now after four <laughs> babies, I'm still.
1: <laughs> you guys are done, right?
0: Lug- uh I don't know. You gotta ask her. I'm, <gasps> I just I just carry the luggage. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? I just, oh my god! I'm just, I just did the playlist. All right. Uh, is there a, uh, final thoughts? Anybody have final thoughts on on uh, sex during, before, or after pregnancy? Go.
1: Can't get pregnant. Can't get pregnant. Yeah. Right. Have, have sex when true. you're pregnant.
3: Yeah. Oh, cause you can't get pregnant. You can get pregnant. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> to worry about. <laughs> it's great. Oh, during. That's Got a great it. tip. Right. Yeah. So do it. I love it, yeah.
0: Thank I you, mean, Kira. That's a meaningful tip. I'm going to write that down. <laughs>
3: <laughs> just the tip. <laughs>
0: just <a> tip. Uh, <laughs> just the tip. On Instagram, add just the tip. There you go.
3: Add it to the long list.
0: Uh, and Nicole, final thoughts?
3: Yeah, I mean, I really, I really like what you said about embracing the, the ripe, juicy, feminine, sensual person that you're becoming when you're pregnant.
0: I feel like you added yeah. juicy. I love that word. But it's fine. It's <laughs> a you kind of word.
2: It's I really a, love a really word good juicy. word. Yeah. do I mean, we love but about just, juicy? Yeah. I, I like juicy,
0: but that's a little different.
2: <laughs> juicy, yeah. juicy, I wanted to, to open a juice
0: truck called oh. Juice for Juices, but my you rabbi told didn't me about approve. This. Yeah. I was
2: telling you about juice the, for, um, juice so for so the cheese shop that I wanted to do. The cheese shop. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's great. Why don't you? Or wait, what was the other one? Cheese crackers. Uh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus crackers. That'd be great.
0: All the in the baby cheeses and um, you know section, or or with the Swiss go, cheeses will go be. Goat cheeses. Ho, holy cheeses. Yeah. With the Swiss. Jesus <laughs> on a stick. That doesn't seem right.
1: I mean, I feel like he wants to be in on the business. now. I totally do.
0: I
2: mean, I feel like he juice is, and cheese truck.
0: I love cheesy puns, so yeah. this is perfect. <laughs> you don't get more it. cheesy than these puns. Uh, Bianca, final thoughts. Um, first of all, I did have one question that kept popping up in my mind. Just curious. Tell me. Do uh, gay couples have the same love and relationship problems Good as straight couples?
2: question. Yeah, I mean, look. Thank you. Everybody's different, right? So, I mean, usually... I think that um, gay po- gay couples usually want to be just like hetero couples, um, and the reality is is that it's not the same dynamics a lot of times. So it's really hard for gay couples to want to be like hetero cu- like hetero couples. I'm holding up. Is that know, like bunnies. vegans
0: eating soy hot dogs?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Similar, but different. Okay. Um, but yeah, so it's, it, I think it's a, it's, better, it's a better idea to have a healthier idea of what it means. We have to kind of create this because there hasn't been a real traditional idea of what it means to be a gay couple in America now. You mm. know, we uh, the, the idea is that they— It's a new chapter. It's a new chapter, yeah. So they have to write it and, you know.
0: Is that what you encourage?
2: Writing the new chapter for yeah. what it means to be a healthy gay couple in America? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Or in, in the world.
1: All right, what universe. if two gay guys are wearing a boot? And <laughs> oh, all right, I'll ask you off air. It's yeah, too technical.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, they don't have that pregnancy problem.
1: No boots in bed. They can have, they can have sex while anyone's pregnant.
0: Right, and yeah. they don't have to worry about getting pregnant ever. It's your dream. I know. <laughs> I would like to thank everybody for joining us on this podcast today. Our co-host, Skira Soltanovich, and we can find you online at
1: at curacomedy.com
0: curacomedy.com and I
1: apologize for the tuberculosis oh yeah it's okay
0: (laughs) I don't think they can catch it (laughs) And uh, Nicole Sessions, you're you have a couple of websites.
3: I do, I do. So uh, for people throne. who are interested in yoni steaming B-steaming. or a steaming, what is yoni? yoni? Where does that come from? It's a Sanskrit word for vagina. Oh, bulba. that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Doctor yeah. Yoni. I think it's a
1: Cedars. Did you have
0: Doctor Yoni? Oh no, no, you had Doctor. You had a different doctor. But he pronounces it Yuni. Yuni, Yoni.
3: yoni. yoni. Doctor Yuni. Yeah. Kunzman and Yuni.
0: kunsman Yuni. It's a yeah. It's a law practice. <laughs> <laughs> So Yoni Throne.
3: Yoni Throne.me. And for uh, my birth doula services and hypnobirthing, lovebloombirth.com.
0: Lovebloombirth.com. Yeah. And Bianca White, our guest today. Thank you so certified much. Certified sex coach. We can find you online at?
2: Hollywoodlovecoach.com. Hollywoodlovecoach.com.
0: And your practice is here in Los Angeles. It is, in Can you work uh, remotely with people over like, yeah, absolutely. Skype and <laughs> things? Oh, beautiful. So you're worldwide.
2: I can be. I'm not right now, but i be local. (laughs) After
0: this podcast, for sure. (laughs) Absolutely. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the Informed Pregnancy and Parenting Podcast. Share us with your friends and visit us online for access to our blog, documentaries, and also soon, The Flash Mob, and other great pregnancy and parenting resources at informedpregnancy.com.